0: Cue the fake podcast music till we can find the good stuff. Bop, 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 bop. Bop, bop. Welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, a show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Jen,
1: what do you want to talk about today? I am talking about the disappearance of David Till
0: and Brian Onjon. I know. We looked up how to say that name. Yeah, and I still can't pronounce it correctly. That's okay. You tried. I'm going to do How to Survive a Serial Killer. Dun, 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 dun. But I did look it up. I wanted you to know because there's more than one type of killer. I didn't do spree killers. Spree killers kill two at two or more locations with very little time in between murders. And they're not defined by the number of victims. So if you were to go kill one neighbor, then go kill another neighbor, then kill another neighbor, you just spreeed. Okay? You just did it quickly, right? Yeah. Um, A mass murderer will kill four or more people with no cool-off period and at one location. So anybody that goes and kills children at a school, they're a mass murderer. They went and killed a whole bunch of people at one time. But we're going to be talking about serial killers. And serial killers kill over a long period of time. They are thoughtful yeah so they might kill somebody this month somebody next year somebody next month I mean they can spread it out and wait in between wait 20 years
1: kill some more
0: yeah Okay. although I have a theory that if you think they waited 20 years they just killed a little bit better <laughs> so that you didn't find them that could be true yeah but let's okay. start with you what you got
1: so first I want to tell you a story oh, okay before I get into my story all right so I'm going north on 23 u.s. 23 major highway yeah. You know, runs into Ohio, goes up north. Driving north, they built this new fast track lane. Yeah. It's it's pretty high tech. You're allowed to drive on it if the arrow is green. Oh, it's like an and It's like a red X if you're not allowed to drive. Yes. Yeah. It tells you what speed you're supposed to be going. Okay. So I'm driving down. It's a highway. I'm going north. There's no turns or anything like that. You can't get off the highway. Yeah. It's got a brick wall in between the northbound and the southbound. And all of a sudden, on mile marker, around mile marker 46, there is a sign on the brick wall in between the north and southbound that says one way. <laughs> and I was so confused. And it's not like one way and you can really see it. I Just got a turn glimpse your head. of it. Yeah. <laughs> as I was driving by it. And I'm thinking, why? in the hell is there a one-way sign on the expressway
0: yeah there is
1: it's not near an on-ramp not that an on-ramp you would want to turn left and go southbound (laughs) it has bothered me so much that i googled it trying to figure out why in this i did a 45 minute stretch on us 23 that day that is the only sign that says one way so what did the google say nothing i couldn't find nothing on it you were let down by the interwebs yes google was broken Aye. but i it bugs me so much that i want to like write somebody well, or maybe, maybe someone like why <laughs> yeah. did you put a one way sign right there well, what is the purpose of this sign that you can't really see unless you turn like, your head are a passenger and in reality you could really see it so it is very interesting Maybe like someone we will must write and be tell us. Yeah, right? Like somebody at mile marker 46 decided to turn around one day, and that's why we decided to put a sign there. I'm not sure, but this is new. Maybe someone will write us and tell us. I know. I need to know. Someone out there it's... has to know. Somebody put that sign up. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking, too. Maybe somebody stole a one-way sign, <gasps> then put it out there. But it's on a metal pole. Oh. On the cement wall. It says one way. So I was thinking no one could have stole one and then in the middle of the night put it up. Plus now that you have the fast track lane, everything's recorded.
0: Oh, true. So you can
1: go online. So if somebody did that, they you know, would be on camera. But I don't know. And it's really
0: bothering me. The sign
1: bothers me. It needs to come down.
0: Okay. The sign bothers you and the mystery as to why the sign. Yes.
1: Yeah. Both.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so was right? That was
1: crazy. That's my crazy drive. All right. Disappearance of David Till and Brian. A. On John. On John. And for all of you out there, it's spelled O-G-N-J-A-N. Somebody will tell us how to pronounce that. Yeah. November 21st, 1985. Ooh, David and Brian. You know I love the 80s. I know. Okay. <laughs> David and Brian are friends. Yeah. Hunting buddies. I think it was David. Or maybe it was Brian. One of these uh, family owned a cabin in White Cloud, Michigan. Okay. They decide they're going to go on a hunting trip to White Cloud, Michigan. Surprise where the cabin is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they're going to stop in Mayo, Michigan first to visit a friend. Okay. This is the whole plan. Okay. Mayo, Michigan, visit friend, then go to the cabin, take a couple days, shoot things. Yeah. And I thought this was an important story since we're rolling into hunting season. At least I believe so, because my friend keeps talking about hunting, so I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, you're something. like, it's either happening or about to happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> On November 22nd, one of the hunters cashed a check in St. Clair Shores. And that is the last known place at that point. Ooh, that St. Clair they were.
0: Shores is a nice, fancy lake, too. Yeah, yeah. so they're in St
1: claire shores last known whereabouts they cashed a check okay and i think the check was like for 50 bucks or something so it's not like yeah they're trying to get money
0: money out okay it
1: it was you're not surviving but a couple days maybe
0: okay actually
1: with gas you're probably not surviving well back in the 80s maybe yeah (laughs) so they never arrived at their friend's home in mayo michigan they never arrived at the cabin and their vehicle was never found. What? The two
0: men, like, disappeared completely, just vanished off the face okay. of the earth. In Michigan, because we have, like, 11,000 lakes, I'm telling you, the car is in a lake somewhere. Could be. Okay. okay. Could be. All right. Or somebody, like, repainted it. True. Or even, or like... Or chop-chop. I was going say, or burnt it up, that too. Yep. Burnt it up. Now mm-hmm. it's a metal husk somewhere in a woods somewhere, because we're in Michigan, we got a lot of fucking woods everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere. <laughs> yeah
1: police investigate don't find anything the case goes cold okay until 1990 when the police receive a tip that the two men were at a local bar in mayo michigan the men were intoxicated and were in a physical altercation with the duval brothers so they got into a fist fight yeah a yelling fist fight outside of the bar okay there wasn't enough evidence to charge the brothers at that point so the case goes cold again okay so now we're back have nothing in 2003 a witness comes forward stating she and another woman witnessed the death of these two men oh wow the deval brothers supposedly beat david and brian to death with a baseball bat placed the bodies in their vehicle, in David and Brian's vehicle. Okay. And drove off. Wait, After, does she explain why she waits 18 years? So not in the article that okay. I read. But there's yeah. a documentary and I watched it. Yeah. And she explains that her life was threatened by them.
0: I would believe it. If you just, I would feel scared if I just watched two dudes beat another two dudes to death. And then they said to you, if you say anything, you're the next person to get beat to death. I would be scared. I would tell would you still tell i would still tell i would try to tell but um like move and then tell and then phone it in from a distance there you go america's a big country just go several thousand miles in another direction i mean
1: could you imagine so we're parents yeah so our kids go on a hunting trip that's true quite funny
0: yeah (laughs) Um, if they even go outside the house they're not outdoor kids yeah Yeah. and they were murdered they're missing Okay. So you're assuming they're murdered. Yeah, and at this point, it's been 18 years, too.
1: There was a witness. You would want that witness
0: to That's come That's true. To tell me what happened to, to my child.
1: Yeah, or make an anonymous tip. That's true. I just feel like you can go to the police. Yeah. And still be safe.
0: I don't think the cops will save you, but I think if you move, you will be safe. So if you're really afraid of them, and plus, usually guys like that are real local. Like, they don't have... They might be able to locally terrorize you in your home but um they won't i'm gonna guess they're they're never 'er ne'er-do-wells or whatever and all you have to do is move far away and they can't find you in the end and then you tell them and then they go to jail then you come back true but you might want to stay away because then there's their
1: family that's true family should be embarrassed but you never know there are some bad shit
0: bad shit crazy whole families i actually one time watched a really good documentary on this family called the whites the whole family is crazy yeah. just you get yeah they'll if you fight one you fight all 20 of them or whatever yeah so you might not want to ever come back that's true
1: after this woman comes forth other witnesses come forth okay. stating the Duvalls bragged about killing the two men dismembering them and feeding their body parts to their pigs
0: Ooh, feeding dead bodies to pigs historically has been a big, you know, something that people do.
1: Yeah. I noticed that when I Googled it. Yeah.
0: Like, never owning a pig. Yeah. Ever. Pigs are sweet and they're smart, but they also will eat just fucking garbage. And we're like, tasty garbage.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oh, it's so disgusting. Yeah. They're all bragging about, you know, killing these two men. So in the documentary... Okay. The police hear about this and then go and talk to the Duvall brothers about it. Okay. And the Duvall brothers are wondering who is telling everyone you know who's spreading this around town when in reality it's them. Oh they're spreading it to their family and friends and then their family and friends are telling people. Oh yeah. So they were very confused on how this got out. So not smart. Not smart. Okay. Fast forward to 2003 The Duvall brothers were convicted of the murder and sentenced to life in prison. Cold Case was the one that did an episode about this story called The Missing Hunters. Okay. There is also a book by Tom Henderson called Darker Than Night, The True Story of a Brutal Double Homicide in an 18-Year-Old Long Quest for Justice. The book was rated a 3.81. I thought about buying it. 3.81 out of 5? Yeah, in Goodreads. Okay, okay. That's not bad at all. Most of them, when I read the comments, most of them were, if you don't like true crime, you shouldn't read it. Well, a lot you, of detail in the book, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, if, if I'm one of those people, if you're going to read true crime, prepare to be grossed out or see some gruesome shit. Yeah, we'll yeah. put a link to the oh,
1: document idea. or the episode. Okay. The cold case episode and yeah. then the book. Yeah. In case somebody wants to do it. But very interesting. Okay. You go all these years. No no real reason was found on why they did this. They Duvall
0: brothers still claim they did not do this. Oh, you know they totally And did. they're
1: appealing their
0: life sentence. Oh, don't forget when we did the Florida clown murder recently, she got drunk and told somebody that she killed people. I think that when you kill someone, very few people can stay quiet. I feel like you almost end up always telling on yourselves. That's how a lot of murderers get found out. Yeah. Often get drunk when, that's when your you know, inhibitions are low, and then you just say shit you would normally keep quiet. Yeah. I think it's horrible, though. These people
1: knew this happened, and In the cold case episode, I got really mad. Okay. It's the woman who was the first to come forth. The police had been talking to her for quite some time, trying to build a rapport. Uh And she told them she would never tell them the whole story. So she was feeding the
0: police. Uh Hypothetical. Oh, if they were to kill him, it would be with a baseball bat. And supposedly Uh
1: she was behind a tree. I watched the whole thing okay like you you watched this you knew you know these parents wanted to know what happened to their kids yeah and you al- you didn't tell anyone so allowed somebody for many years
0: almost 20
1: yeah almost 20 years probably out murdering other hunters oh and i'm thinking okay people shouldn't go hunting now <sighs> i'm gonna be worried about my friend right He'll be out there hunting and some crazy lunatic's going to hit him with a baseball bat and, well, tell them
0: not to get into they're a drunken fight at the bar. I think that yeah. helps. Don't drink. Don't drink. Don't drink and hunt. Or if you do, do I it know. at your campsite where you're not pissing off other people. Or even if you're not pissing them off, maybe they're not pissing you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. So that will help with my how to survive a serial killer. So just to give you an idea, some prolific American serial killers because, you know, I've been interested in the subject and I've been looking up stuff lately. And there are serial killers if you can get a group of people together, somebody's going to kill somebody. Let me just say that as far as humans go. When we started this whole thing, and I was trying to figure out what am I going to talk about. Yeah. At first I was like,
1: whoa, need to get married. Right. Because I need the serial killer to come in, throw my husband at the serial killer, yes. grab the dog and run. Yes. That was my plan. And then I realized, wait, my husband's
0: going to kill me. You are really likely, if you're going to get murdered... It most likely is going to be your husband or yeah. someone else you know intimately in your family.
1: Yeah, and so ultimately, I did, I can't date. Yeah, single life is best. I've always preached oh, yeah. that, and obviously, it's right yeah. because my boyfriend's going to kill me, or my husband's going to kill me, or they could be the one date. to save
0: you from a serial killer. Like it goes either way. That's we will go over. He could kill you, or he could he could save you. The fact that there's another person in the house could save you. Although there are people that more than one person can get murdered at a time. Let me tell you. There's not always safety in numbers, but it helps. <laughs> yes. So some prolific American serial killers are um, Gary Ridgway. He killed 48 women, Ted Bundy killed 35 women, and John Wayne Gacy killed 33 men. Men and women. So the FBI did a survey, and they wanted to see who's most likely to be the victims. 92% of serial killer victims are white, 82% are women. 80% are unmarried. See, that's when the unmarried chance goes way up. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And 73 are between the ages of or 15 and 28. And I did read this thing the other day that said most male serial killers are white men between the ages of 25 and 35. So they are killing, like, within their age range or a little younger. So this man, Stephen Harbort, a German criminologist and a former police cr- uh, commissioner, conducted a study of... 155 German serial killers. And he looked at their 674 individual crimes, both murders and assaults and other crimes that didn't lead to death. So where they committed other crimes, but nobody died. And when possible, he would interview the murders and the 107 surviving victims that he was able to contact. His research says that you have a 15.9% chance of survival once the assault or abduction begins. So... That's not even quite 16% chance of living once it begins. When the whole it begins, thing is, you
1: should just know you're dying.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is try not to let it happen in the first place. I'd say be vigilant. Uh, this, account, this doesn't account for people who never made themselves vulnerable to the killer. Like, you say a killer said, yeah, I went to this house. Nobody was there. I went to the next house. She was home. I killed her. You would have survived even though you didn't have any encounter just from not being there.
1: Good thing I don't answer my door.
0: Yeah. The bind, torture, kill, uh, BTK killer was waiting at a woman's house to murder her, waiting at her kitchen table. She stopped at her daughter's house, stayed extra long, and later on he writes a poem to her talking about how he waited in her house to, to kill her when she came home, but he had to leave because she took too long, which is just... Which is what they say, don't keep schedules. Years ago, mm-hmm. I was robbed at gunpoint. Yeah.
1: After that day, I stopped driving the same way home. Ah. So I try to rotate how I drive home. I've been mugged what, twice. And what, <laughs> what time I yeah. arrive home. No one
0: can watch and know.
1: Okay. I may not be murdered. See, that one? Because I do that.
0: I've been mugged twice and I had my house broken into once. I had my house broken into. Yeah, that sucked. And it was right around Christmas, but they actually missed all the good stuff. At one point they had upended, I, you know, I don't like wrapping gifts to me, that's like a torture, if anything, put it in a bag. And he had picked up, I'm going to guess it's a he, picked up the bags and dumped them out. Well, that year I bought everybody a piece of gold jewelry, but they actually stayed at the bottom of the bag when he dumped them out. So he grabbed that's like, lucky. yeah, well, my ex-husband didn't get the DVDs. He was going to get that Christmas, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the gold jewelry stayed, you know, there stuff you. like that. They also have an example of a potential victim who told, they there's a killer, he picked this girl up, he intends to kill her, and she said, my coworker is really mistrusting, they wrote down your license plate, and he decided not to kill her after that, because now somebody can link him to her. Of those who lived, of the victims, here are their numbers. 43% didn't result, yeah, they said, didn't result in a fatal injury. Fatal means you're dead, so they wouldn't be reporting to you. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> fought back physically or verbally. 15% of killers thought the victim was dead when they left. If they do something really terrible to you, play dead. Play dead. Yeah, if there's any chance they might think you're dead, just be dead then. 8.4% of the victims were able to flee, so run like hell. 4.7 4.7 victims outwitted the killer i don't know how they outwitted him maybe like tricked him but like i don't know hey
1: like, let me make you a cup of coffee
0: and then just haul ass through the house yeah yeah or you be like what's over there and then you run the other way yeah. <laughs> so for self-defense there's um mild resistance which happened in 73 percent of the cases so that means you kind of like fussed with him a little bit or when he's like get in the car you're like no <laughs> that's mild resistance and it had no effect on the serial killer 73% of the time. 267 of the time, it did lead to an increase in violence. He's like, get in the car, and you're like, no, and then you get slapped like a bitch or something like that. Yeah. So for self-defense, major resistance, um, often the killer became can become more violent. So he says, get in the car, and you give him a right hook, he might respond with six or seven right hooks <laughs> <laughs> to you. It just might get worse and after major violence um, 17.6 of the victims 17.6% of the victims were able to get away so i think at that point maybe you just fought better some people were let go because they were submissive this one lady talked about she talked to this guy who was a rapist and a serial killer like he was a four year old and basically just babied him and made him food and was like what can i do for you and that made him let her go just follow your intuition. If you think he might be the type that if you backed off, he'll back off. Or if you, you know, fight him, maybe he won't consider you worth the fight and he'll back off. Like, just follow your intuition.
1: I think I'll be too scared to follow any
0: kind of intuition. Right. You might, you might do the thing where you freeze in the face of danger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, So, trust your intuition. Don't trust your logical brain. Your subconscious may be picking up some things your conscious mind isn't. So, have you ever just felt somebody looking at you? And all of a sudden you turn around and somebody is looking at you? Yes. I was reading this article one time that was suggesting that maybe you saw it out of the corner of your eye, etc. Saw them looking at you. And although your conscious mind doesn't pick it up, your subconscious mind does. And it tells your conscious mind, somebody's staring at us. And then we turn around and somebody is staring at us. Don't trust your logical brain. If all of a sudden you're like, geez, that's weird. Don't go with the that's weird. Don't tell yourself, oh, but I'm sure he's fine. Just go with the that's weird. Say the serial killer's at your front door. And you you think he's coming through, he's going to chase you. Do not go upstairs or downstairs. Do not go into a room without a way out. Do not go into a closet. Because you're effectively like trapping yourself in that area. If he comes out the front and comes into the front door, you try to run out the back or you run out the side door. You just run in a different direction. Whatever you do, don't trap yourself. Especially say you run upstairs and now you have to jump off a second floor balcony when you could have just climbed out of a first floor window, you know? (laughs) If you feel unsafe in public, find a crowded area or a populated business. And don't be afraid to, like, make noise or say something or even wait for an hour or two just outweigh them. Just wait there. Call the police, do whatever. Just outwait them. Lock your doors when you're driving and don't leave your purse on the seat cuz that's just enticing people. Throw your purse underneath your seat in the back seat. Lock your doors. Although most cars, like my car, at the moment I take it out of park, locks itself. If you find yourself in water, take off heavy clothing and shoes so they don't weigh you down. So they're not going to you don't add to the drowning part. So you can be naked yeah. when they catch you. Um, naked's better than drowned, but I can tell you, though, when I was a kid, I'm so old, we had a class in our elementary school called Drowned Proofing, and one of the things they made us do in Drowned Proofing class was jump into a pool with a snowsuit on. Do you want to know why? I'm just thinking, like, what
1: the hell? Yeah, you would... school did you go to? I know, you went
0: to elementary school in Ohio, and you're, like, eight years younger than me, but, um when you we jumped in the water with our snowsuits on and they made us jump in the shallow end so nobody jumped in the okay. dead foot an air pocket was created in the back of our snowsuits like they were so snug that an air pocket formed back behind our heads and actually helped keep us afloat and yeah they, we had way down we had a class well that's where they had us get out of the water before it got too wet right but i was like we had a class called drown proofing nobody does that anymore probably because kids would drown in the class or something make noise their killing spree depends on not having attention draw to them so yell you know those really loud um sirens you can carry personal sirens or whistles you want to do that run like your ass is on fire and whatever is like constricting you just take it the fuck off like kick your shoes off i'm gonna be running down the street yeah throwing my clothes off <laughs>
1: Right drawing enough attention somebody will call the cops for me streaking down the road yeah
0: and yell fire yell fire everybody's afraid their house is going to catch on fire not everybody's afraid that you're going to get raped you know or murdered yeah good point yeah yell fire um don't trust anyone just because they're accompanied by accompanied by a woman because women are evil too and if you want to get fucked up mentally start googling serial killer married couples and you will see that that's a thing
1: okay
0: yeah women are evil too
1: Trust no
0: one. Trust no one. Yeah. And one time there was a couple. They even had a baby with them. So the girl's like, oh, they must be safe. No. Okay. They're not safe. They're serial killers. Uh, Lock your doors and windows, even if you're at home. And place a dowel behind your sliding glass door. Because apparently it is really easy to break a lock to a sliding glass door. So put those wooden dowels behind it. And I used to teach my husband, we would open up the door and leave the screen door. And he used to lock the screen door. And I was like, what? How is that going to save us? But there is a serial killer who used to go up to doors, and if the door was locked, he would go on to the next house, and if it was open, he'd feel like you're basically inviting him in. That's creepy. Yeah, so I now do allow my husband to lock the door. <laughs> Although I try to get out of the house, and like the door is like stuck because it's locked, and I forgot. I'm always like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, get a motion sensor light. They're really cheap. It you know can startle someone. Plus, they don't want you to know that there's somebody creeping around the house, and the light popping on is literally a spotlight on them. And what they're doing. And lastly, get a dog. That's like an extra layer of trouble that the killer does not want to bring to them. Which you have a big dog. I have a big dog. And you know his ass is crazy. And he's looking for a reason to bite somebody. But I thought, I also have a cat. What if they're allergic to cats? They come in to serial kill us. They start getting nasal drippage. Red eyes. Their eyes start to, you know, tear up. Then they're dropping DNA everywhere. We catch them. So it's probably going to be your cat that saves you Maybe. more than your dog. Well, the only my dog's only kryptonite, and like I said, he's he's crazy. He's looking for a reason to just fucking snap on somebody. But his kryptonite is a baby gate. So if you're gonna bust into my house, start shaking a baby gate at him and hope it works. <laughs>
1: A dog with 90 pounds would
0: probably want to like love the person hey mm-hmm. come on in yeah if you yell though I'm not sure I know I thought the same thing and I thought my dog was never going to do anything but then one day my husband and I were wrestling around and he tried to smother me with the pillow out of love we were just, <laughs> we were just <laughs> playing around and the dog bit him and grabbed him grabbed him by his arm and pulled him off of me oh there you go yeah so it saved the day yeah and then looked so fucking smug about it <laughs> this dog was just like yeah I did that yes I did that's why I think he's waiting. He's just waiting for an opportunity to, for someone to fuck up, and he's like, I had to. Yeah. I had to do this.
1: I'm going to have to watch out now, be on dating sites, swiping, be like, you look like a serial killer. You look like a serial.
0: You know what? I'm going to look it up, and I'll put it in the show notes, the um, amount of people that are serial killers, like 1 out of 10 or a number like that. So if you're ever in a room with, like, say, it's 1 out of 20, 20 people, you know one of that motherfuckers probably have to get you. Keep your eyes open.
1: Yeah, that'll be good to know cuz if it's like one out of 4, then if I'm in a room with four men.
0: Yeah. I should And just they're all leave. white and they're of like young youngish. Yeah.
1: Do you think if I meet a guy mm-hmm. and I just go, "Hi, I'm Jen. Are you a serial killer?" If they were a serial killer, they wouldn't kill No, because me. they kill for a long be- time, so he's got to be smart. He knows I'm looking for a serial killer. Like, you I'm know what? aware. What so if he says this, is yes aware? because
0: he thinks that's, like, your sexual kink? And he's like, yeah, I'm a serial killer because, obviously, she wants this. I'm going to run. Now, you're going to be like, totally, that's totally what I want. And the moment he turns around, you fucking run. Yeah. kick your shoes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? All right. You've been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com. To join the conversation, access show notes, find site links, correct us when necessary, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Bye-bye now.